Hello and welcome to Force for Thought. Today, Matt is going rogue. Matt, what are you going rogue about? Guys, today I'm going rogue about the Star Wars intricacies. That's something I've been talking about on this podcast for a very long time now. Okay, hello everybody, welcome back. Uh, today is going to be an interesting episode. Uh, if this is your first episode you're listening to, I'm so sorry. Maybe you should go back and listen to some other ones as well, because I feel like it's been a long road coming. Um, and I have a lot of Star Wars intricacies that I want to talk about. Um, and these are things that, yes, maybe they're funny, or maybe it's presented funny, but these are things that I actually think about uh, when we're watching Star Wars, uh, and specifically Star Wars, because the world is so built out. Um, I have a couple of ones to start off with i also just want to see your guys's opinion and again this can be very loose uh with that being said my first rogue one i talked about cherry coke to a large extent an update on the cherry coke the cherry coke in columbus is now being sold again in, in theater so oh thank no. god Sick. i it well, i went back to cinemark and valley view and asked for a cherry coke and they looked at me like i was crazy because they don't have it yeah still i just figured it was a fluke it's not a fluke so there's an update from my last rogue one a couple months ago so what do I mean by Star Wars intricacies, I guess? Um, there's certain things that plague my mind that I mentioned on this podcast before, such as specifically Star Wars real estate. Let's start with the creme de la creme, which is the one that really plagues my mind, which is if you're in an apartment building, are there certain uh, floors, levels, are they built specifically for certain species or is it random? Like how can a Star Wars apartment, for example, or even a house have the same bathroom for all these different species i guess we don't know all the intricacies of their bodies at least i don't this is something that you guys might more know about <laughs> more about yeah we really don't know i'm rereading a lot of the high republic right now and the high republic a lot of the themes and uh, sort of ideas center around we are all the republic and that's a big motto in the high republic and obviously that's not that doesn't go for the whole star wars galaxy per se but at least during this era I feel like if they did separate by species on yeah. like a floor in an apartment building, yes. that's playing flirting pretty close to segregation, and yes, that <laughs> kind of spits in the face that we are all the Republic. Yes, exactly. So that's the other but thing. But they're right? all built to their own specifications, though. So uh, they, they would be separate, but they would be equal. But then, exactly, and that makes it okay. Yeah. But then that's also tough, right? So if you have just say the first floor, the whole floor would have to be just say like if the huts are of the full family, the huts are moving in. What are the ceilings looking like? You have to have, obviously, bigger spaces. But then, if you have a smaller species on top of them, you I mean, that, that has to be insane to have the actual... I don't, I'm just trying to picture how that would actually look if you're an architect. And if you want to get into how the blueprints, I guess, would even work out, can you imagine? Yeah, I'm thinking more about the plumbing system, because that's yes. shared throughout the entire building vertically. Correct. Like you, you can horizontally build a room to the size of whatever species is going in there, but you got to share the same pipes with a hut, and those yeah. got to be twice as big flowing through your uh, the pipe the sewer pipes are going to be the size of your whole apartment exactly and then we're talking also at a single city let alone what do different planets look like as well and then is there different real estate agents for all of these different species as well and then i mean this is a side tangent i guess as well but we've never seen a communication device that has that's big in star trek where Usually, you know, it, I think it's in maybe in the MCU as well. They have like this, like, oh, there's a little earpiece that just basically translates what they're saying to other species. But like, what is the dialect? I mean, you know, if you're looking in Europe right now, I feel like people in, in France can speak like three different languages, right? English is presumably one of them. I feel like that's a really popular one. 
But like when you're in a galaxy full of different planets, how do you communicate with every single species ever? As well, how many it, different languages have we heard in Star Wars? That's I don't know. Dozens. Because every I mean, time I hear a foreign language, I feel like the subtitles always say Hutties. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot for of all Huttese. the foreign language ones. That's hilarious. Not all Not of them. All but all I feel like a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. and because like, you have different eh. species talking. So it's they not just a lot a of them, different. but it's like all of them that take place on Tatooine, which we just see Tatooine so often. So like yes. Sebulba and the people in the Book of Boba Fett, they all speak Hutties. Um, I'm thinking Makshaiz, the Athorian from Book of Boba Fett, had a translator, like an actual like device. Yeah, on I mean him that they have protocol droids like C-3PO. He's yeah. fluent in over six million forms of communication. Okay. So, so there we go. And, and he was just programmed in some back alley slave's house. So who knows how many forms of communication a high end droid has? That's a great point. Though. That's something I have not considered. Is legitimately that we you have protocol droids who are able to translate for you. I mean, obviously that we can kind of get into class systems and stuff too. In the fact of like. Who can afford a protocol droid? Those are presumably aren't given out unless they are like Obama phones back in two thousand eight or so. <laughs> so maybe there's protocol droids like uh, Obama phones. Could be. I haven't thought about that in a long time. Because uh, go real quick, because I, I feel like there is a. I'm going to teeter in and out of like why I like Star Wars a lot, and then versus like why this is intri- intriguing my mind. Because in my mind, it's kind of like the Harry Potter world, right? The Wizarding world. And it's how everything, you know, in that world, everything is crooked and doesn't make much sense architecturally. It would obviously fall in real life. Um, and yet it's very cool for that world and things make sense and things are kooky and weird. But in Star Wars, I feel like, you know, I can imagine an apartment building if you split it in half and seeing all the different sizes, levels and stuff and those pipes all being different and it being manufactured specifically for this certain thing. But in reality also, is it more humanly structured where it is more boring, right? Where it's just like, yep, there are a certain amount of um, you know, uh, certain species being able to live in this certain section, which means that would only have to be X amount of that species in that building at a time, which is so hard to fill. What is the real estate property like and like and like and like as well? I know I'm dragging a little bit too much on the real estate because I have a little bit more to get to, but all I can think about right now are the huts because I know that the huts are like a criminal syndicate and everything, but. Uh, you know, God bless them for being able to overcome all of these uh, systemic biases going against them and being able to, I mean, they have palaces. They were able to afford their own protocol droids. They only speak Huttese. But so. there's got to be a, well, that one weird cousin off by themselves. Uh, yeah, he, he was in, uh, or she was in Clone Wars. Yeah. He was the, the Clone Wars hut. Um, not oh. Zillow, but I, I keep wanting to say Zillow. Zero. Yeah, Zero the hut. Zero the hut, yeah. <laughs> I, I keep thinking of the... The Anzellans, the Babu Frick people from yeah. The Mandalorian season three, they had their own little uh, tiny house. See, which is a huge, which got, it was a huge day for me, Luke. <laughs> yeah, that was a big day. Do you think, I mean, it brings up the whole conversation of, you know, equality versus equity. Mm-hmm. Do you think the huts have to pay the same in rent for a space that's three times as large to live in versus the Anzellans? Because, I mean, the space, you know, the property costs more, but that sucks that yeah, they're just you? born you would, this you way. You would either be. No, I think you would have to pay for how much space you're using. I agree. That is so unlucky. How do, how do the huts, this is like how are a, the huts so profitable this then? Because like I assume movie. wages are the same. You're going to say Men in Black with the worms? No. <laughs> oh, no, but go down that route. Yeah, I, I like gonna that. going to say the movie Downsizing with Matt Damon where people were shrinking themselves so that they could live more comfortably because your mm-hmm. money goes farther because you can buy less stuff and live longer, basically. But then Kristen Wiig backs out at the last minute and has a really weird scene where she's bald as a hood on. 
Yeah, that whole movie was just consisted of whole really weird scenes after a really interesting idea. (laughs) Yes, correct. (laughs) They started like that movie. Same. I don't think any of us did. Kind of like this. And in in addition to the Enzelin home, I remember watching Book of Boba Fett with Matt, and we were blown away when we saw Inside Jabba's Palace, specifically the garage and the kitchen. Huge! We were like, oh, this is so fascinating. Yeah, it's (laughs) Matt. And that chef droid with like 100 knives on his hands. Yeah. Yeah, That guy was so cool. cool. This is, I think it is like New York City though, right? It's like if you're going to get a... 300 square foot apartment you're going to pay less in the same building even though in the same building somebody just says to say has a 900 square foot apartment so presumably you're paying more for the space you're using with that being said it is odd because that is not a choice that is a necessity i think is what you're saying luke right yeah like the the equity versus equality thing like a person with disabilities gets subsidized by the government because Mm -hmm. they don't have a choice to live a more lavish lifestyle because it just costs more to deal with their disabilities yeah. and that's basically what we're talking about like huts have no, they're not disabilities they're not disabled though yeah this but is just they're how born, they exist i know they're born that way and it's mm-hmm. obviously a disadvantage and it's more expensive and it's not their fault yeah that's true and this is something uh this is a, a big uh, drop on the pod mac max and i both are lefties <laughs> and i feel like dealing with that aversion which is so small <laughs> But I can't imagine for the Huts what they're dealing with all the time as well. <laughs> comparing us to the Huts now because we're lefties. are actually the most marginalized group in society. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. They're, they're, the, only they're the only ones that don't have the, the, the culture war one because I still hate them. <laughs> it comes from scissors. You don't know this, but there are right-handed scissors and it's every pair of scissors. It is. That's true. Uh, I'm, I guess, semi-ambidextrous as well. Um, so I don't have that big of a problem, but like left handed notebooks would be a better thing to use all the time because i uh smear the ink everywhere on the page my hand always hurts and uh in high school there was no left-handed desks no there was three left-handed desks like it was like 1940 or something yeah i was just about to say i remember having left-handed desks in college but most of them were broken probably because of right-handed people like me that sat down became furious and threw it across the room (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably uh yeah, anyway. Uh, another thing, moving on from real estate. And I mean, we can always jump back into real estate, but uh, in the Star Wars real estate, because this is going to be, this is a snippet, I feel like, uh, of what I'm My takeaway so far is I'm totally understanding why the huts turned to crime. Yeah, they, I agree. They, and got, they got the shit end of the stick genetically. Yeah, yeah they did. And that's not, I mean, that's just one species, too. We're talking how many other ones that are. That's got to be oh, so yeah. weird. What mm-hmm. is the refrigeration system looking like from the Frog Lady from Mandalorian? You know what I mean? Her, she needs her whole apartment refrigerated. You're right. That's what I'm saying. There's got to be tough. a bunch of different things that have to be speci- like specified for you. So, it, again, maybe that's more of a housing system, maybe not necessarily a renting system. But, like, I'm just thinking that's on one city, right, we're talking about. How can that be universally applied to every single thing, right? Well, I don't, I don't think – I mean, I'm picturing Coruscant here with, where all the different – species intermix and live together yeah i I believe in most gal in most worlds that they are pretty they're not segregated but it's their home planet and that's where most of the people of these species live like kashik is designed around wookies and that's that's the only example i have but i like to think frog lady's home planet is designed around the very delicate and necessary (laughs) restrictions around hatching your eggs interesting so going i have two tangents real quick one is so if every single species basically is inhabited by its own planet obviously we see a lot but then and again we see a lot of in star wars if you're on a planet you're seeing a lot of different species right so it's it's much like i feel like in the u.s you kind of grow up and you can move away from your hometown and i feel like that's the equivalent of moving away to a different planet or something because i feel like every single time we see star wars it's always some sort of other person on a planet right like 
are there that many though? Because I'm I'm trying to think. Like on Rodia mm-hmm. or Ro Ro where where do the Twi'leks live? The Ryloth. Ryloth. The uh, they're like all Twi'leks there. Yeah. Um on Gleansalm and they're they're all Natalans and Corinth. I mean that's an underwater sure. civilization, so that's a little unfair. But I Glean think Salm. that's where the Nautilans Natalans are from. Yeah. That's the planet? Mm-hmm. Moncala? Moncala is also a, a, a water based planet. Is that where that's where the Moncala arc it, that's where the water wars arc is in the Clone Wars. Yeah. I don't know if we ever actually see a Glean Salm or if it's just a fact that the Natalan people are from there. Fun fact it's also where Be, Be- What's his name? Uh, Beckett. Beckett wanted to go mm. retire to learn to play the Valachord. So if he's retiring there, where is he staying? Underwater. That's what I'm saying. To play That's the Valachord. That so line he just has a rebreather, just 24-7? Yeah, That's or a big submarine. So he has to know something that we don't, right, obviously? And then I feel like <laughs> right, I mean, he has to because I'm just like, there's something, there's a disconnect of why he would want to do that and the information that we are given. And maybe the Valachord is like an underwater instrument. Yeah, who knows? That would be impossible to play, I feel like, unless it's a string instrument. But even then, it's, I mean, it's probably an instrument that we haven't even seen. Um, you're looking at how many we, I have to go. <laughs> no, no. But so, um, the other thing is, so you're, are you thinking that, like, in in a, in a world, there is one single world, potentially, there is people with American accents and then British accents, and that's basically about it. Because I feel like the amount of people that have accents are so wild. It's basically just American accents and, and, and British accents. Obviously, in real life, we know that they casted mostly British people. So let's, let's talk people, about so. accents in Star Wars for sure. a while. For, because that is an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Clone Wars really leaned into it, where they just went to a different planet and they just gave each planet its own distinct I accent. L- I love that. The Twi'leks have a French accent on yes. Ryloth. Yeah. Inexplicably, but I like That's that world building. Yeah. <laughs> and one of my favorite things about the Clone Wars, and Luke, you can back me up here, is that we get to hear Kit Fisto talk for oh, the first time. Love Kit Fisto. Who is yeah. Nautilin, and for those of you who don't know what a Nautilin looks like, it kind of looks like someone with a bunch of dreadlocks. And but, but fish. We have fish dreadlocks. Yes, but amphibious. And uh, Luke always uh, talks about this theory that they were kind of writing this episode, and somebody said, all right, so what accent are we giving Kit Fisto? And everyone just kind of looked around the table like, well... We all know what accent he has. Yeah. <laughs> like, there wasn't really a discussion. They're like, all right, I think we figured that one out. <laughs> they gave him a thick Jamaican accent. I, I think, I think I've talked about this. And he's like, hey, man. <laughs> I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, The the how it works with nature versus nurture in mm-hmm. terms of the Jedi growing up on Coruscant. All of them in a core world surrounded by the Jedi Order, yet they all grow to have the accents of their home world. Which seems interesting and yeah. unexpected. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's so odd. It's like they have to. Their so brains it's definitely to, it's definitely know. a naturalized thing in yeah. the Star Wars universe, not nurture. Which is very odd. And so then going off of uh, the other topic of a different planets and how vast it is, we have never seen a cell phone in Star Wars. But you have common links, right? Little communication devices. Yeah. Do hollows. you think there is? Okay, so who's the service provider of a hollow? Do you think there's a Verizon or a T-Mobile esque company? You're not going to believe this, but a lot of the High Republic revolves around that. No way. <laughs> the service providers of a galaxy. Real quick, I have away. two more things, and I, I cannot wait to hear what you have to say because I am <laughs> enthralled. But the other option thing is, is and I'm because I'm interested in they cover this because I don't know if they would, is in the U in in, in in on Earth. I was literally trying to think of what we call 
This is insane. Like we're part of the galaxy. <laughs> In this world. Where is here called? Yes, we have to pay per minute if we're abroad in a different country. What does that look like on a different planet? Anyway, I, Luke, please enlighten I, I think, me. I think the uh, the Republic is not quite so capitalistic in its nature, yep. and so they don't charge like that. But yeah, in the High Republic, Phase 1 starts about 200 years before the Skywalker Saga, and the inciting incident is that they launch the Starlight Beacon into the mm-hmm. Outer Rim, because the Outer Rim is so far away, and it's not yet been completely settled and like established as part of the Republic yet, and the Starlight Beacon is its, is the Republic's way to reach out to the Outer Rim and be a presence there, mm-hmm. and it increases communications and awareness and presence in the Outer Rim for all those people, and then it gets destroyed, and the Nile, the bad guys in the High Republic, take control of the Outer Rim, and the Republic cannot make contact with the Outer Rim anymore because Interesting. the Starlight Beacon was destroyed, and then Phase 2 goes 200 years earlier... So there's no Starlight Beacon, absolutely no contact with the Outer Rim like that, like any sort of hollow internet or anything. And so they have Pathfinder teams that Mm -hmm. go out and deliver messages by hand. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I could not believe that. And they have like communications buoys around certain planets that Mm -hmm. can make contact with the core worlds if they're close enough. Oh, communication buoys. That's that's, But sometimes they get sabotaged and then you can't make contact and... They gotta send out more Pathfinder teams, but the Pathfinder teams have a lag to when they get there, and they don't yeah. always. And it's easy to make fake messages from Pathfinder teams. Yeah, it's really interesting. In, that's fascinating. I, I've said it before a hundred different times for a hundred different reasons, but read the High Republic. <laughs> I need to. It goes so deep into the lore of the Jedi and what it means to be a Jedi, but also service providers. You'll yeah. learn a lot about it. Yeah, <laughs> the Verizon of Star Wars. So it is like a monopoly, though. Presumably, there's one person who wants to build this pathfinder who made starlight was it the republic like it's like a public the the republic made starlight so it's a public Um, utility there is there is some commentary on monopolies because Mm -hmm. the there there are two like crime they're not crime families they're more like oligarchies the graf family and the santeca clan Mm -hmm. and we knew lore santeca from the force awakens he was the one that had the map to luke that poe was with in the beginning and they are charting the new hyperspace lanes to the outer rim and they, the their families have done this for many years, and they're very wealthy and famous yeah. for being hyperspace charters because it's mm. super dangerous to figure out these lanes and travel through hyperspace without knowing how to do it. And so Man. these two families are like massively wealthy for doing it. But they're criminals. Well, it so they're kind of <laughs> calling what every billionaire is in <laughs> in, the, in the this gra- world. The graphs are more criminals, but I'm not sure exactly if they are criminals because of their hyperspace charting. Yeah. The Santecas have this one really old lady, Mari Santeca, who has a unique way to see hyperspace, and she can chart these unique paths that the Nile capture her, and then they use the paths, and they can like jump in and out of hyperspace in very unique and unexpected ways, and no one knows how they do it, and it's like some sort of technique that only Mari Santeca knows how to do. Yeah. So there's, so- there's something up with it, mystical and monopolistic and it's all really interesting and the Santecas try to you know deny knowledge of this and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of political intrigue and so did Lor Santeca just like lose his family's fortune on Canto Bite or something how come he ended up on a uh, Jakku in a tent was Lor Santeca poor I don't think so. Yeah, he was in a tent on Jakku. I feel like that I mean, was a, he, meeting. He was a lavish spot, lifestyle. Though. He was for a day. I don't think that was necessarily his home yeah. or anything. I I, so and I certainly don't think it implies that he was 
a down and out guy. It was a rendezvous. I assumed he was probably like a Mon Mothma-esque person, right? Who has the, kind of a bigger reach. He's, he's in the comics and some books. He, he's in the Poe Dameron comic a little bit. He, what book is he in? Um, Shadow of the Sith. He's hunting Sith relics with Luke Skywalker. Man, and he's so in cool. the Rise of Kylo Ren books. He And he takes Luke and Ben Solo to either Iram or Arano. I forget which one. Oh, uh, that's right. And when the... Yeah, so he's he's like a flashback when they were running missions together. Yeah, he's like kind of a bounty not bounty hunter, uh adventurer. Like, like a Indiana Jones type guy, yeah. a treasure hunter. Yeah. Interesting. All right, moving on from a cell service. I can't believe that got answered. I'm very excited. Do you think do you have to pay for that though? I believe the Republic fronts the cost. Yeah, okay, so that <laughs> makes not, sense. I'm not it's certain. A, it's a public good. But like I said, it's that's, okay, because the yes. Republic's mantra is we are all the Republic and they do not yeah. have a price barrier for that. Oh, man, I want to I got the High Republic is just a, a lesson in the downfall of communism. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, I guess. This should also go with say, it without works saying in theory. That, <laughs> that everything that I'm talking about, I know that like obviously we're thinking in a very small I'm thinking specifically in a very small minded uh US thought system in the fact that I'm sure obviously like Luke just said, again, in with the Republic, thinking that this is just like a service, and I know that the world is so much bigger and the galaxy is so much bigger in this universe, and I'm just using my uh, kind of small perspective of everything and kind of trying to implant it in how Star Wars works. So I'm very aware of that as well. But moving on to like services, what do you think therapy is like in the Star Wars universe? Because, <laughs> yeah, because you're, if, okay, if you're thinking of uh, Yoda's species, right? 900 years old. Obviously, if they're, just say they married a, a human, right? Lifespan, right? Maybe like 80 something years old. That's got to be too too big of a difference. You, okay. you can't fall in love authentically. Oh, I'm sure. Out of the entire old. galaxy, though, there's got to be. I'm not, I would just say they meet, though, when they're the perfect age, right? He presumably oh. is it just say a couple hundred years old already, and just say she is 23, and 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 she. Well, that's oh, that's so weird saying that. I guess <laughs> age wise, but like if he's a couple hundred years old, but they're mentally the same age, basically, right? Obviously, Grogu's 50 and is still a little baby child. Yeah. Okay. And so if they're at the same age, you, presumably that person is going to have multiple partners throughout their lifespan and in order to deal with that i assume you're gonna need some sort of therapy because everybody you know is gonna die and then if there are like hybrids is the lifespan then in half of what yoda species is but like double of what the human species would be maybe that's why the only surviving members of yoda species that we know of are jedi because they're so good at yeah celebrating when someone becomes reunited with the force and not dwelling on the past and the loss and not forming attachments very true. Oh, that, being, that being said, I take back all of it, and you're about to also, because Maz Kanata is also a thousand years old and is not a Jedi. So she's That's going true. through all this, too. She wants to date Chewbacca. She, did you see, she's mm. old and horny. So like, I just, what I'm saying is like, any species just that we have... Just how any, I like them. I also <laughs> just learned Dexter Jetster, also very old. He is in the High Republic comics in Phase 2, which takes place 400 years before the Skywalker Saga. No way. So he is at least 400 is he plus still? years old. He's... Uh, he's an adventurer, kind of another, actually, Indiana Jones-type relic hunter. He went from um, Indiana Jones to a, a deli cook. Yeah. Doesn't that sound like a great retirement? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> lay, it should be the other way. Like, just oh, lay I used low. to be serving up burgers at a greasy deli on Coruscant. Now he's a down as like person. No, I, I think it's a it's a nice sort of cap you on think his he, story. That's, that's that, all he wanted to do, but he was forced he into a life of relic hunting? and open... Uh, this earth Dexter's <laughs> I, I don't know the word for that either <laughs> 1940s inspired from this earth and themed diner 
<laughs> that's funny. It's a, it's a 1950s this earth themed diner. It's right. not just a natural <laughs> diner there. It's specifically this this earth theme. Anyway, but like, how do you deal with therapy then in that scenario where presumably the therapist has not lived through this, so it's all hearsay. That's true. And how do you trust that person then? If you're like, oh, this is how you would mentally handle that or deal with that, but it's like I've had four wives because I'm 900 years old. Like, how do, how do you, I mean, maybe it just takes a couple hundred years also between wives. So I think according to um, one of the uh, role-playing games where it gives, like, stats on, like, different species and mm-hmm. stuff, Rodians have a very short life, right? Isn't yeah, the I think, average like, 20 lifespan? or 30 years. Yeah. So presumably, Rodians are just, like, banned from being a therapist because it's like, what, what, what are you going to accomplish in that short time? Like you said, like, yeah. if you're trying to console, like, a Yoda species person yeah. and this person's just like, well... You know, I hear this helps, but I never know anyone that died, and I'm probably going to die tomorrow. So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah like, that's man, interesting. How how fast do you think they age? Because we see that child Rodian who may or may not be Rogu in the fan, may or may not be Greedo in the Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. and we don't know how old he is, but he's Greedo adolescent. In a deleted scene. I think it is confirmed to be Greedo in a deleted scene. But what do you think that really means in terms of canon? Is that really Greedo? <laughs> that's a great intersection. But I don't like know. you said, we but with that's not canon yeah. fully as we get the. The blaster helmet, uh, the blaster bolt, and the helmet from Cad Bane and Boba oh, Fett, and that's right, like right, right. same thing, right? <laughs> but like, well, what I was saying about this Rodian that may or may not be Greedo is that he is an adolescent, similar in development to yeah. young Annie, but he might be six months old if yeah. the if the Rodians <laughs> live and die so quick. Yeah. So then, if they, if just say that he's in college, and he falls in love. What does that look like? That's yeah, so depressing. Fa- that's so sad. Rodian. Yeah, exactly. You can't help it. Also, for mating purposes, I can't imagine. There, there are there any examples of oh. cross species besides Hanan and Kara, Kanan and Hera. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Is there? I don't think so. I can't think of any. Oh man, that's a great. There point, were though. there were theories that um, Amelin Holdo was a uh, half breed between Ro- uh, human and Twi'lek because mm. Jason Sindula had green hair and Amelin Holdo had purple hair and purple is also a Twi'lek color. Oh, that's interesting. But I believe that was confirmed in the Leia Princess of Alderaan that she has human parents. Interesting. Mm. That's just, so a, just a fashion choice she's making. Yeah. Plus, um, and we don't know because don't we think we haven't seen episode three of Ahsoka yet at the time of recording this, but Jason might be in it. But we don't <laughs> know what color Jason's hair is because I think in the Lego minifig released of him, he does not have green hair. What? Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Here I am putting it on the internet. Quote me on it. <laughs> <laughs> Here you are. Um, in uh, Rise of the Red Blade, Escatacarius is in a relationship with um, Towlin, who's a oh, that's right, a Twi'lek as well. Yeah. I I thought you were gonna make a joke and say that uh, Holder was also like a Kaminoan because her neck is so long in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I almost Laura Dern. She's I like, know. There's something like, so long about her neck in that movie specifically, and I, I it's thought, just the fashion choices. It's obviously was, a normal neck. It, I know what one thousand percent is. I thought you were gonna set that joke up and I was about to die because I feel like I've had that thought before. So my mind's just whirling now and that is probably is on your list but I just want to jump ahead if it is. Yeah. So what does just healthcare in general look like in Star Wars? You Good. got a million species. How do you take care of all of them? That is Droids. on my list. And that's a great that's a great point. I was just so here's what I have written down specifically is what is it like being a vet or a doctor? <laughs> Are degrees more specific, hyper specific, right? So you have to, you know, be just say a, like a doctor, but only in X amount of species. So presumably each practice would have X amount of doctors because they would only, you know, have maybe some overlap. And then what do you do with sick days and stuff too? But I was going to say, is it more hyper-specific for degrees to get in med- the medical field or is healthcare kind of just kind of shit? <laughs> I would imagine it's similar to the difference between doctors and veterinarians in our earth mm-hmm. because – 
they both deal with the medical body, a medical body, and they're different, but like in movies and TV, when like someone is down and out from the law and they got to get medical help on the down low, they go to a vet and the vet's like, oh, I treat dogs. I can't treat you. And they're like, do it anyway. And it's like, you know, they can. Yeah. So I think it's like that. <laughs> but like, even though the Inquisitor are having two stomachs. Yeah. That's, that's dicey. I don't well, know. Got a car is having two hearts. Right. Yeah. Do, you think, do you think there's a surgeon just operating like, oh, shit. There's another. <laughs> We're actually fine. Just get rid of so this one. So it's open hearts surgery instead in that world? Yeah, I guess. Dr. Quadpaw from Andor has four hands. That's got to be better for surgery. Oh, that's true. I mean, oh, it's not man. like surgeons seek out people with four hands, so, but they obviously have an oh, advantage. That's right. We have seen a, a biological doctor in mm-hmm. in Star Wars. Because at first I was thinking like, oh, robots, that makes sense. But then I was going to say, how good are robots at what? treating people anyway? Because the only time we see them is at the end of Revenge of the Sith when they're trying to deliver Padme's yeah. baby. And she dies. Yeah, they, and they can't we even just, say why she dies. We just Ooh, talked yeah, about that very not that bad. long ago. Very we're, bad healthcare. Yeah. I was going to ask what we were just talking about where the robots or the droids were really bad. And it, yeah, she, she dies. Yeah, we, see, we see droids doing medical procedures in a lot of other times. Luke getting his new hand every time someone's in Bacta. But do you, that's, do you think that's more of a cosmetic thing? Sabine oh, got stabbed and healed. That was all droids. So then do you... Yeah, that could be... I feel like that that's was a hospital Bacta, room. I, I feel like Bacta yeah, is true. just like a, a cure for everything. If it can't be cured with Bacta, then you're just screwed. Yeah. It's the Again, another plug for the higher public. They are growing Bacta for the first time in phase one of the higher public oh. and talking about how revolutionary it's going to be. And there are certain big oh, corporations no that idea. sell medicine that don't want it to become you know, popular, popularized because it'll put them out of business. So in the higher it's public, really it's only medical? <laughs> it's only for medical purposes, like pot? <laughs> The Bacta? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have your Bacta card. Um, Boy, this High Republic sounds more and more like communist propaganda <laughs> to me. Oh, but only in the best ways. Do you, <laughs> do you think, then, I've, I've, we've talked about this before, do you think if you get a limb cut off, which in Star Wars is very likely. Time a dozen. Definitely do more th- likely than in our Earth. Is that <laughs> covered under your insurance? Or do you think that is a full out-of-pocket expense and that's a cosmetic thing? Well, that's very interesting because it definitely depends on what era. The High Republic, I think they cover it completely. The Galactic Empire, they got it. Do they even have health care coverage? I don't know, but how does Luke get that so quick? Well, the Rebellion had their own health care, I'm sure. Yeah, if you're going to put soldiers money. on the front line, you yeah. got to at least offer to yeah, heal them. I feel like the Rebellion, is it, it's not really an organized thing. I mean, it's an organized thing, but it's underground, right? It's like not... It's not like we have, here's our headquarters, here's like the UN. It's like. Yeah, no, they just had fleet and, you know, hospitals and medical frigates on the, in the fleet. That's not so my understanding. Because there's you no know, other bases. We saw Luke in a back to tank on Hoth. We know the first, or- the Resistance had a medical frigate because that's what mm-hmm. that one guy was piloting that fell behind when yeah. they say the medical frigate is almost out of fuel and then it blows <sighs> up. That's true. All right. Well, I think I've so got. I've, we all agree, sorry. though. The, the conclusion was that the healthcare in Star Wars is just shit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, depending on what era, I would be I would be comfortable going into the High Republic era. Maybe the Galactic Republic from like the prequels, but I doubt it. And depending on what it is, if you just need something that requires backed up quick fix, if you need some yep. sort of surgery specialized to your species, you're going to essentially a vet. Right. Uh, maybe that's what I can't tell. That's why I'm asking. I'm, I'm also thinking about video games in Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor. They have just stims that replenishes your health. Yeah. What's got to be in there? Just backed up. I feel whatever like whatever be, your injury is, I don't know. Heal it up with this little injection. RFK would hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's got to be like the equivalent to morphine or whatever the soldiers were taking during World War II. It's like just it doesn't really heal you; it just gives you a quick boost. Yeah. I 
played through Jedi Fallen Survivor, Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor. And let me tell you, if Cal Kestis has taken this much morphine under my control, there is no <laughs> way he's making out of the game. He is dying for 10 different other reasons. Um, and we also have the Battlefront games where you just go and stand next to some pill droid and it heals you. Hmm. Interesting. That's free of charge. Yeah. You just drop those in a few battle areas, and no one even gets injured. Yeah, but is that game mechanic, though? What's, what's, what's I know, that's game? not canon. Yeah. <laughs> Jedi no. Fallen Order is canon, though. So Yeah, I'll take that. What are you thinking, Max? No, nothing. I okay. just have an itch. How, how are we doing on time as well? Because I know I really want to watch Ahsoka. My palms are sweaty, but I also have a couple more to get through, and I don't want to... I can also do a part. Do a couple more. It's like thirty minutes. So I can part. also do a part two. You could do, do a couple more, or you could save them for Force for Thoughts for future episodes because these all seem like a good Force for Thought. That's true. There's a couple more I want to dive into, and I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. And I'd almost want to do a part two some other time, but I'm just going to do like two more maybe, and see where we land. Yeah, I want to do two more to see. Yes, because there's like, yeah, I want to do two more. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah probably won't take as long. All right, switching topics to the hottest topic: blaster control. Where are we feeling about blaster control? I assume kind of maybe similar to gun control. Uh, are the regulations? What is it like going across planet lines? Are does every blaster have a different? You know, does it have to be registered? Obviously, when you have things, obviously this is where the scum and villainy comes in a little bit, right? And this is, you know, presumably a different, you know, different world, different galaxy where. Um, I would say you're probably just not going to blast somebody for no reason, but we, you know, we 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 all watched the beginning of Rogue One where Andor kind of does that, so uh, not totally true. But like, what I presumably those are stolen or made uh, specifically for them. But what do you think that control, if any, is? I mean, you have people walking around with lightsabers, so like, if you have a lights, I mean, if lightsabers exist, are you really worried about blasters in comparison, or are you like before I get into just whatever my ideas are, I'm trying to think of in-universe experiences with this. In The Mandalorian, he has to give up his guns, even though he says it's part of his religion, to take that passenger freighter. Oh, man, what an end-all, be-all. Scientology would rule in, in Star Wars. In Rebels, they intercept an, a black market trade of those bioweapons that mm-hmm. destroys Lasan. So there is some sort of a con- control for the weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. Is there no control for smaller weapons? That's what or, I'm saying, Other than yeah. just not bringing it on public transport? And with the Empire just kind of looming... I mean, throughout the entire history of of the movies, at least, and that, that canon, I almost feel like it's a like second nature to be like, just in case, all the time. Leia claims Alderaan has no weapons. We don't know if that was true or not, but have you, that's interesting. Have you seen oh, She also said she was on a diplomatic mission, and based on the ending of Rogue One, we know for a fact that, that was Oh, yeah. I mean, she, she lies here and there, but... I, like I her, know. do you think un- she was lying when she said we have no weapons? I'm going to go back and say this, that I think that Leia is a liar. I mean, again, her saying that she remembers her mom. Flat out lie. <laughs> yeah, we love Princess Leia, but yeah, she's she's a pathological liar. I would say that yes, she is lying about not having weapons. How can you say that? That is such a sweeping statement. How does she it was know? A pretty desperate time. She had to toss something out there. Yeah. You know, can you imagine if the that was actually true and Leia was actually terrible and anybody that is caught with a weapon is just immediately executed? <laughs> but then how are they executed? Someone's got weapons. The Empire apparently hangs people. And what does this mean for ships? You could do that too, without right? weapons. I thought about this with the ship situation. Like, yeah. How does every ship have guns on them? That's got to be like the equivalent of tinting your windows in the front window. <laughs> is be like, you can buy this off market, but but if you get you know somebody, <laughs> yeah, you know somebody, you can add them to it. Because here's that actually leads into my other because question Luthen a little bit Rael too. Mm-hmm. In uh, Andor, is that how it's pronounced? 
No. Um, Johnny Royale? He had, like, his ship, like, it, like, uh, it was like a transformer. Like, it, like, undid itself, and, like, mm-hmm. the gun little popped out of it, you know? So, I don't want to think about how much that costs to fix. <laughs> so he has, so clearly he's trying to hide the fact that he has weapons on board. Yeah. So there must be some rule against it. Yeah, then who's making that? Oh, you think that's because there's a rule against it, or because he's pretending to be a uh, honest and good uh, antique salesman on Coruscant? And so God. why would he have blasters? You think it's just part of his? Because literally everyone else does. If there's no rule against it. I would do it too. Can you imagine drunk driving and having like a weapon just naturally, in, like basically a trigger Smoking away? Smoking one too many death sticks and flying the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does that look like? Man, what does insurance look like on that then? If every if every <laughs> ship has a weapon, yeah. oh, I mean, if you get an accident, you're paying premiums. <laughs> Let alone that. Oh my god, that's insane. So my my last thing that I also want to bring up, we can talk about blaster regulations all day, but is the I guess ships themselves or even speeders? What's the license looking like if you have to get your speeder license versus your ship license? Like, how old do you have to be to actually do that? You know, we're 15 years old to get our temps and then driving at 16. And I assume, just say, you're able to do that with a speeder. But what is that like? Do you have to get your speeder license and then your ship license? Much like getting a motorcycle license after you get your regular license. Or is it just completely lawless? And then on top of that, my last thing, and we can open this up for discussion as well, is how much does any of this cost? Because I can't imagine having a ship that flies more than a handful of people. Like the Naboo Starfighter, that's like a common person ship, I'd say, right? It's a one-person passenger. But if you're going to the Millennium Falcon, like that has to be your house too, right? And that has to be like where you live. Because I can't imagine you live in a two-bedroom apartment next to one of the huts and owning the Millennium Falcon. Because what is that price difference like? I'm trying to think. Yeah, just start, me too. Just, start, just <laughs> starting with your comment that the N1 Starfighter is like a, a normal passenger ship. Is it a normal passenger ship? Because it's like a dogfighter. That's like taking an Apache attack helicopter yeah. as, your, as your mode of transportation That's like just flying around. The only one. I mean, I guess not like completely mode of transportation, but like if you have like a, a speeder to go for like your day-to-day work. Right. But, I'm trying to think of a ship that flies through space that doesn't have guns. Yeah. And the only one I can think of, and I'm not even certain, is Dooku's solar sailor mm-hmm. from episode two. That seems like a good transit ship. Yeah. And what if you work, you know, planetary, different planet? You know, you work on a different planet, on a different planet. Like, you're going to have to have some sort of, like, obviously, some sort of ship. Mm-hmm. Can huts fly? I'm, have you <sighs> ever seen a cockpit that could accommodate a hut? Oh, so what are we looking at? The motor industry now, too. I think, I think huts get flown by people. I mean, that, this is, again, just one more thing. Another feather in their cap for how they managed to overcome so many struggles. We're all hut fans now? <laughs> they have accomplished a lot. Huts are left-handers. The they have, <laughs> man, and they have become a respected crime family. That's true. So, anyway, any other thoughts on ships and licenses? And I have no thoughts on licenses. I've never, I've never considered that because some species, like we were saying, rodents can be one year old and a full-grown uh, adult. I know, that's what So it can't be based on age unless it's spe- by species by age. So that's going to be on a test then, right? But then you're also looking at, like, just say, uh, one of the huts is going to go fly. There's no way they're able to fly normally, you know? Yeah, they got to get a custom-built ship. Yeah. I mean, granted, or Tatooine is a notoriously lawless planet, but Anakin was only, how old was he in Phantom? Nine. Nine. He was flying. Yeah, that's insane. He was competing. Well, that's pods. That's poor parenting. 
She was is a slave. She, is Shmi a bad mother? Uh, yeah. Honestly. She said she didn't want to allow him to do it, but Watto forced him. Shmi is a good mother. We will not be slandering her in this episode. Thank I'm, you. I'm going to think about it a little more. I'm not going to commit to that yet. Yeah. There, oh, man. I saw a poster the other day for... for, for uh, for Phantom and she's on it and like it's the worst photo of her I've ever seen. It's clearly just a screenshot. Like it was a it was an actual poster that was out there. Oh, I think <laughs> this is so random. At your daughter's birthday party, Luke and I were I was showing Luke this Jar Jar Binks uh candy tongue uh yep. <laughs> uh little figure thing and it was with that, I think, in the background, there was a poster of, of like, Phantom Menace, and it looks all cool. But then Shmi's just, like, looking. It's clearly just, like, a screenshot of her, like, turning away. And it's, for some reason, so big on the poster. And now I kind of want it. Interesting. It's, anyway, Max, do you have any thoughts on license? No. Cost-effectiveness of ships? I was just going to say that Shmi Skywalker being advertised for the Phantom Menace is kind of like all the promotion of Liv Tyler's character Arwen in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> where they were just really excited to have Liv Tyler, so they were like, we're going to promote the crap out of her, and she's yeah. like the smallest role in all the movies. That's true. It's the classic Zendaya in Dune. Is Pernilla August a famous actress? I've never seen her in anything else. She plays Shmi. If yeah, you I know. No, and the, the, by our reactions, no, I she was going to say, I, that answered my question. <laughs> the fact that I've never heard that name in my life... <laughs> The fact that we've heard her character name more is uh, is very telling. Shmi was played by an actress? <laughs> <laughs> there are some other ones that I could get through, and nothing that is uh, as long. We talked about accents as well. Oh, the last one I really want to talk about. How many holidays do you think are observed in like an office job with all these different religions, with all these different species? That's interesting. So um, at my job, we actually have a lot of coworkers in Argentina, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a running joke that they never work because there's just so many random Argentinian holidays. And it's like, oh, it's the anniversary of this person's death. And it's like, well, how many people die all the time? Like, you guys are always <laughs> off celebrating something. <laughs> off celebrating. When do you guys work? That's hilarious. Yeah. So can you imagine in a massive galaxy where things are, what does that look like? Yeah. That's, that's got to be a lot more significant. I mean, it's already happening in our Earth with just Max's job in Argentina. It's a whole galaxy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that's interesting. I Imagine know. going to a planet like Coruscant and then just being like, why is this restaurant shut down? They're like, oh, the owner is Anzellan and it's a holiday. Right. Like, when is this place open? Do you have a website? Do websites <laughs> exist? Where's the, the Google? Google? Where's the Holonet? Yeah, I assume they that's got space internet. Like that. Oh, man. Oh, the Holonet? So you're just like teenagers just watching porn on... <laughs> <laughs> hollow pucks <laughs> i have not thought about the porn industry but yeah oh right? I, I don't want to get down that rabbit hole because i i'm already being like how does that even work you've thought a little bit about the porn industry we talk about sex slavery during the Bo book of boba fett review because we were saying how the that male is interesting sex slave i've definitely is... thought about sex slaves in star wars because of you know leia and a lot of other implications but i've never thought about the porn industry but yeah i mean hollows it's got to be way more profitable than just 2D stuff in our our Earth, so it's got to be a lot of money in that. Probably banned on Alderaan, I would assume as well. There's no weapons, probably no porn. They seem they seem hoity toity. Yeah, I, I, think I bet so. they. Do you it. think that's why Tarkin blew up that planet? It wasn't because of Leia. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, they wronged me once. <laughs> I'm gonna believe that's why. Okay, everybody, I have a lot more to go through, uh, which I'll kind of just like drop 
uh, at the end, maybe for Forts for Thoughts on different episodes, because um, I really want to get into, you know, what are the taxes looking like? You know, if you are a Jedi and you commit suicide, can you just become a Force ghost? So it's kind of like null and void. What is that looking like? So there's a lot more that I'm thinking about consistently. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more that I, uh, especially with the with the Ahsoka, I'm going to be paying attention to every little thing in the background and wondering as well and wondering how much uh, people are paying for rent, depending on their size. Um, does anybody have any Force for Thought? I do have force for thought. Uh, like I said, I've been rereading and uh, reading for the first time some of the higher public books. And one of the characters, Chancellor Malo, is a quarren, which is the fish species with the tentacles mm-hmm. like a squid. The The only one I can think of is the pirate guy from Star Wars Resistance, which I, which I know no one has seen. But it's it's a fish <laughs> species, and the that's all that matters for this story. But There's a Clone there Wars was, arc with them. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they're in Star Wars a lot. But... Someone says something, someone offers him something preposterous or something, and he says, good depths, no. Because in a fish <laughs> world, yeah. the That's gods so are in the depths beneath them, as opposed to in our world, they're in the heavens above us. So instead yeah. of saying good heavens, you say good depths. I'm going to start that, saying that. <laughs> it's that kind of just very small storytelling. The book does not go into detail about that line at all. It just moves right on. But it's that kind of little interesting thing about these different species and this lore that makes me so fascinated with this universe yeah man i love star wars because we can have conversations like this like that um and we can consistently think about all the intricacies of star wars well let us know what you think if you have any other ideas about the intricacies of star wars and how a, a galaxy far away can possibly exist uh you can reach out to us you can be we can be found on tiktok instagram uh, the website formerly known as Twitter, now X, and uh, I think we did confirm recently that we are no longer on threads, so stop no. searching for us. There. Check it just in case, though. No, we're definitely not on it. I've actually <laughs> never even opened it. I don't know if it took off. Uh, are you guys on it threads? It seems no. promising. I've we, never... we thought it was going to be the next big thing. You know, Big swing yeah, which in is my mind. <laughs> all of us, just trendsetters. But as we're all wearing shorts and long socks. <laughs> Uh, let us know you can reach out to us at any of those places and uh comment subscribe however you're listening to us give us a rating whatever it is you can do it helps us and goes a long way see you sammy